Welcome to Table Talk with Toddy. Today we are joined by now two-time guest Tiffany Lanier, a leading millennial voice in personal growth, conscious leadership, and meaningful work. She is also an inspirational keynote speaker, clarity strategist, and founder of The Morning Shift Co. After surviving a life-threatening pregnancy and suffering postpartum depression, all while building a business, Tiffany realized that one of the biggest modern-day plagues is the lack of space we hold for ourselves during our transitional periods. She quickly discovered in order to be a great mother, partner, entrepreneur, leader, human, it was pertinent for her to own her shift and move past the societal norm of bug out and burnout. Her intention to rediscover who she was, her purpose, and embrace her next chapter led to personal and professional breakthroughs that have catapulted her life and career. Tiffany is now dedicated to helping others do the same by creating conscious shifts in every aspect of their lives. Tiffany's eclectic background has made her a sought-after public speaker, trainer, and facilitator. She's presented for top businesses, brands, universities, and organizations, including Capital One, United Way, DeVry, and TEDx. In today's episode, we discuss hustle culture and how to avoid falling in the trap, identifying the signs of burnout, and Tiffany shares five life-changing tips to help us to create space for our emotional and mental health as entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. It's Natasha Toddy Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Toddy is because I spent the last decade, mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are. On the Table Talk with Tati podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ahas, mm-hmms, and yes girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us today. Now, while you're not new to the podcast, there are many new listeners who weren't a part of our community back in 2017 when you first came on the show and you talked to, talked to us about clarity. So can you introduce yourself to all of our new listeners and kind of bring us up to speed with what you've been up to since we last hung out? 
Yes. I can't believe it's almost been three years. I know. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because that was like February of 2017. So yes. almost exactly three years ago. Crazy. Um, I listened to that episode and I'm like, I haven't changed all that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm so Which glad good, to talk to you I again. I think that I'd be changing all the time. But I'm like, actually... I was pretty spot on. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's funny to look back and see how consistent you've been. Even back then, like three years ago, that's a long time ago, technically. But you've been, you've definitely been very consistent, I think, within your personal brand. Like, you definitely haven't strayed away from who we've known back in 2017 to now. But you've got some exciting new revelations that I'm excited to talk about today. Yeah, so we're just going to have like a continued conversation. Yes. Because really, I, have, I have definitely evolved and so has my business, but I noticed that I was, I've been very consistent, so that's good. Right, very consistent. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yes, I'm Tiffany Lanier. I'm a keynote speaker, clarity strategist, and coach, and the founder of the Morning Shift Company. So that part is new. I'm really excited to dive into that and talk more about that today. But really, I guess in the last three years, um, I took some of that conversation that we were talking about, not only just clarity, but going through those mental speed bumps that I was experiencing back in 2015 and 2016. And what I realized since having that last conversation is that I just continue to evolve into what that meant for me mm-hmm. and how that started to show up a lot, um, not only for me personally, but in the work that I was doing with others and creating more space to explore those conversations around um, mental and emotional health and well-being and creating sustainability, whether you're an entrepreneur or a leader or an everyday human, you know, working out there, like really starting to create more space for us to be and become. And that's where my work has continued since the last we spoke. So over the last six months or so, I've pretty much reconnected with Tiffany's journey through social media. We're Facebook friends and Instagram and all of that good stuff. And I guess with Facebook being so busy all the time, I feel like sometimes you lose connection, not on purpose, but In the last six months or so, Tiffany's stuff has started to resurface on my timeline. And I particularly become intrigued when I notice that not only is she still the queen of clarity, and we just kind of spoke about this, but she's now invested in a conversation that I think is long overdue. And that is what is known as hustle culture. So I know what hustle culture is, but Tiffany, can you explain to us what hustle culture is and how it is affecting our society today? Yeah. So hustle culture is really what many of us are inundated with. Mm -hmm. It's that idea that we have to push all the time and keep going to quite literally keep up with the Joneses, Kardashians, and everybody else (laughs) who pretends to be those people on Instagram. Um, It is this never ending cycle of having to produce and overproduce um, to the point of that's where we have kind of created this idea of what success looks like. So if we aren't keeping up or keeping busy or glorifying that of being busy and doing the absolute most, then we almost created this idea that we're not worthy of rest, that we're not worthy of slowing down to speed up, that we're not worthy of taking a step back when it's needed. Because if we do something like that, 
then we put ourselves out of the game or we put ourselves um, into what I think we believe is to be lazy if we're not hustling all the right, time. And right. so um, hustle culture essentially is is that idea that we have to keep going, pushing, striving for more no matter what, no matter if that means that we hurt ourselves in the process, mentally, emotionally, physically, in order to keep up with that level of production. Girl, seriously, like this conversation is so timely, especially with it being a new year. Um, And the reason I invited you to join me really today is because I believe that many of us, myself included, we're kind of drowning in this whole hustle culture belief. And I think it's safe to say that this belief leads to something majority of entrepreneurs battle with probably more often than not, and that's burnout. I know, honestly, keeping it all the way 100, I feel like I'm starting to reach burnout and it's only day 15 of the year. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's a new year, and I mean, it's typical for us to hit the ground running in overdrive. You know, everybody's trying to get prepared to knock those goals out for the year, and I did the opposite of this this time last year. I took time to just live, and it seems like when I got back in the swing of quote-unquote building my brand or being an active entrepreneur like late last year, I had a completely different outlook on not just life itself, but business, because I was rested. With juggling the nine to five, being a mom and rebuilding my business, I definitely feel like I've been a huge participant in hustle culture for years. Now my perspective is shifting because I figured out just how much more effective I can be, not just to myself and my child, but to my community when I'm not focused on making all the moves, but making more effective ones. With entrepreneurship being super easy to embark on nowadays, I think we all have been guilty of falling into the trap of hustle culture. Can you tell us what pivotal moment in your life brought you to the moment where you realized that you had to create space for your emotional and mental health as an entrepreneur? Yes. Um, (laughs) This is where we kind of go back to the conversation that we had last time where the shift is so real and it was super real at that time. and And I realized because I was still um, recovering from what I'm going to share right now, I didn't talk about it on the last episode. And so what I did share was that, you know, I had gone through a complicated pregnancy and then I was kind of bouncing back into business. But about six months after I, you know, overcame the complications, I had my daughter um, and then just kind of jumping back into the swing of things Mm. because hustle culture will make you, have to go faster, harder to catch up, especially when you believe you have fallen behind. Right. And for, I believe a lot of women, especially entrepreneurial women who have kids or who get pregnant and have to, you know, I mean, you slow down almost naturally because I don't know, you're growing a human. Um, you feel like, well, now I'm going to have to play catch up. You know, once this baby does come out, I have to like, you know, I guess I'm going to try to take some time to spend with my child, Right. but you almost don't want to because you feel like you are, out of the loop. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I gave myself maybe a month, maybe two, um, after I had my daughter and then went right back into it, like full fledged, um, not taking any breaks, trying to make up time, especially because I had the complications because of all these things. I was like literally feeling like I had to make up a year's worth of production that slowed down a lot. Um, and six months after I had my daughter, I started to experience postpartum depression. And I didn't know that I was going through postpartum depression until 
probably after I spoke to you that I like really went back and analyzed what I was experiencing and realized that that's what I was going through. So when at the time, you know, this is late 2015, early 2016, I was live streaming every day doing the morning shift. Um, That's what the live stream was called at that point. And I was showing up all of the time and doing what I feel like I do best, which is motivate and inspire and encourage and share. Um, And that was great because it was very therapeutic for me. But on the back end of that, I was, you know, getting off, off the live stream and going back and like crying in the corner and wondering like what was happening to me? What was I experiencing? What was I going through? And how could I serve as a you know, a clarity advisor, not feeling very clear. And I thought that it was like the pivot that was happening naturally in my business. But it was all these emotional and mental things that I was going through that I couldn't quite define. Mm -hmm. And at that particular time, I definitely hit like this proverbial rock bottom where I didn't know if I was coming or going. I didn't know if I was really going to be able to continue to keep up with the kind of production that I actually wanted to. I didn't know if I was really a fraud in the mix of it all because who was I to inspire and motivate and get people clear when I didn't feel very inspired and motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I came from a very authentic place and the messaging and what I was sharing was real and from the heart, it just... I didn't talk about what I was personally going through, you know, and it was in that mix up that a mentor of mine, you know, that I was speaking to was like, Tiffany, um, what the hell do you do in the morning? And I thought that was odd. (laughs) Such an odd question. Like, what do you mean what I do in the morning? Uh, (laughs) Try to survive. I'm I'm waking up and (laughs) I didn't sleep all night because I got a baby who still doesn't sleep through the night. And I'm jumping on social media and calls and client calls and making courses and and trying to do the absolute most. Mm -hmm. And she's like, how is that working for you? Like, is that serving you? And I'm like, uh, seeing how I'm crying and frantic. No, I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's not. <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, you haven't really taken, like, really think about it. You've been through a lot. Like at that point, I think we're like maybe early 2016. And she's yeah. like, if you think about like your last year from, you know, the shifts that you've created in your business to becoming pregnant, to going through the complications, to then having a newborn, to then now experiencing what could be postpartum depression, you never even acknowledge all that you've gone through. You just kept going. You never even considered the identity shift of just becoming a mom, let alone the, you know, becoming an entrepreneur or continuing to expand in how you show up in the world. Like all of these shifts that were occurring at the time that I felt like I was embracing full heartedly was really taking a toll. But hustle culture made me believe that in order for me to succeed, in order for me to feel worthy of the work that I was doing, I had to push through all of the struggle and still come out on the other side of Victor in some manner. And my mentor was like, I think you need to a slow it down a bit and take some time out like for yourself. And if you're not going to do that, like, you know, literally just kind of disappear from, from the scene, you need to start creating and crafting that space for yourself every single day so that you start feeling like you're on the up and up again. And that was another great shift for me was that 
understanding how I wasn't prioritizing space for myself and how that was really impacting not only me personally, but how it was impacting my work, how it was impacting my relationship with my new baby at the time, how it was impacting the relationship with my with my husband, with my family, with my friends, and all of the things that I wanted to continue to do in the world to be great, feel great, but I was not doing anything at the best of my ability. Right. Wow. That makes so much sense. It kind of reminds me of a plant. You know, if the foundation, if the ground, if the soil isn't good, then the plant isn't really going to grow. And even if it sprouts out a little bit, then it's not going to grow to its fullest potential. So that kind of was what I was thinking about as you were talking (laughs) about, you know, prioritizing space for ourselves. I love the way you say that. And to be honest, burnout affects everyone. Like you said, it affected your, your your relationship with your daughter. It affected your relationship with your partner. It affected your business at the end of the day. It just is like a, a domino effect. And when we don't take care of ourselves, and I'm talking to myself, when we don't take care of ourselves, it just, it just kind of trickles down. And we feel like if we keep pushing, 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 it'll go away when we really don't take the time to acknowledge what we've gone through, like your mentor told you. So another reason why I wanted you to come on today was because I heard that you've got some tips that you can share with us on how we can replace the idea of busy uh, with productivity. I think you talked about that in your podcast, which is called Counter the Chaos. You guys should totally go check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's such a great podcast. Like I went and listened to some of the episodes leading up to our conversation today. And it definitely has given me some things to think about as we kind of transition and get into the groove of this new year. So Tiffany's got some great tips that she wants to share with us today. So I want to go ahead and just pass it on to her so she can kind of just help us all out. So we're not burning out as we go into this new year. Yeah, let's. Well, let's first break down, like, what are some of the signs of burnout, right? So people are like, I don't know, am I really burned out? <laughs> like, what, is, right. what does that look like? What does that mean? And so a couple of things to consider is, like, you know, are you mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted? Like, right. have you hit that place where it almost feels like it doesn't matter how much sleep you get? <laughs> like, you're yeah. still on, like, yeah. permanent level of exhaustion, and mm-hmm. nothing can fulfill you um, to feel whole and well-rested, right? Um, If you're getting irritable and constantly impatient, if you're just having that, I'm not feeling like myself anymore. So when I was going through postpartum, I definitely did not feel like myself. I didn't know who myself was. All that I was going through, all that I was experiencing, it just like, who is Tiffany? Like, who is she now? I don't even know who she was, you know, in this whole process Mm -hmm. and going through that, um, that phase of rediscovery is what really woke me up to completely like shifting how I wanted to show up in the world and how I wanted to then help my clients as we worked on the clarity pieces, what's important to, um, to maintain that kind of clarity Mm -hmm. and to maintain a level of wholeness despite no matter what's going on. Um, So when we're constantly like going through these ins and outs of feeling irritable or hopeless or our mood, like really moody and things are changed, like we're probably entering that phase of burnout. And so when my mentor asked me, you know, what the hell do you do in the morning? She was implying that, A, I should start having a morning routine that supported my, you know, supported this space that I wanted to have that supported my growth. 
And I took that very literally, even though I wasn't getting very much sleep at that particular time in my life. Um, I was like, I'm going to have to create this space somewhere. Right? right. And I need to start doing this deeper level of, of inner work in order to figure out what is happening so that I didn't feel constantly burned out in the process. So I took her advice on carving out some of that space and started doing some of the things that you hear all the time. You know, I'm fortunate or we're all fortunate that right now we're talking more about mental health and mental and emotional well-being probably more than ever. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the importance of self-care and, and taking care of, of just who we are in these different phases of our life. And so I started to meditate and do gratitude journaling, which are two things that everyone talks about. And I actually did receive like a shift, you know, like in my beingness at that particular time. And being a coach, I'm like, there's something more, right? Mm -hmm. There's something more that I can do. Like, I know I can push myself a little bit more. I need to ask myself the same kind of questions that I ask my clients. And I need to um, really try to create space that supports my vision today, my vision for tomorrow, and how ultimately I want to grow and expand moving forward. And so as I continue to create my own practice, I, um, I created what I call the morning shift method, which is five pillars that I want to talk to you about right now. And it's really creating that space for yourself, whether you do it in the morning or whether you're going to do it you know, in the evening time, obviously I'm a promoter of the morning just yeah. because that's how you start your day. Mm -hmm. So we can't pour from an empty cup, right? And so when we wake up in chaos and we wake up not feeling great, not feeling supported, not feeling well rested, not feeling ourselves, that energy is given off to everybody as we go throughout the day. Yeah. You know, how we talk to our loved ones and how we talk to our colleagues and clients or the the reactions that we have are all based on how we start our day. So I'm an advocate for a solid morning practice. Mm -hmm. And um, so how I set up the morning practice and how I share with my, with my students and my members is pretty much you want to have these five pillars and you want to create activities under these pillars. And the first pillar is mindset. So what is the mindset that you are trying to cultivate. You know, we all say like mindset is everything. I'm sure you've heard that before. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people talk about the importance of mindset, but here's the thing. When we're considering mindset, we don't want to be so vague about it, right? We want to be obviously in a growth mindset, not in a fixed mindset. So we want to allow ourselves to be in the place of lessons learned and lessons received, no matter how bumpy the road may get. Mm -hmm. But more specifically, when we're talking about mindset, I want you to think about what mindset do you need to be in in this season of your life, right? So what is it that you are looking to embark on? Maybe it's your views on money, right? Maybe you need to be more financially literate, more, um, but not even more financially literate from a technical standpoint. Maybe you need to heal some of that money trauma right. and drama that you've had you know, throughout your life. So maybe you're going to focus on money mindset, or maybe it's relationship mindset. Um, all of these different aspects of your mindset mindset are something that you could take into your practice. Um, the second is motivation. And motivation is something that we all want all the time, which is why we like are constantly looking for motivational speakers and motivational individuals and motivational memes. We like soak all of that stuff in because we want to be motivated to do what we feel like we're here to do on this earth. And so a part of motivation, though, 
is really comes from inspiration. We can't be motivated without being inspired or we can, but it won't last as long. Right. Yeah. So taking inspired action and doing activities that actually inspire you, that bring you joy, you know, that brings you, um, the ability to get outside of your mind and into something that lights you up so that you can show up more, um, fulfilled, more positive, and you can be motivated to do the things that you want to do. The third pillar is meditation and meditating really did change my life. Like I thought it was really, you know, when my mentor was like, you need to start meditating. I'm like, well, that's what everybody says. (laughs) But, but, you know, for me at that particular time, I'm like, I've tried to meditate. Meditate doesn't work, you know, for Mm -hmm. me. Like I feel like my mind is going at a thousand miles per hour and I can't really stop um, long enough to, to slow down and to clear my mind. But that's not what meditation is really about. You know, it's, it's about allowing yourself to be fully connected to your intuitive, your intuitive being. Um, and a lot of the clarity that I try to share with others comes from connecting to my intuition. So my own personal clarity comes from connecting to my intuition. And I feel like if we were to slow down enough and actually listen to ourselves every day and not go based on what we are constantly seeing other people do, but really allowing ourselves to tap in and tune in um, by meditating, by being still, by being quiet and allowing those um, downloads to come through us, then we're able to take deliberate, intentional action that is coming from our internal being. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so meditating is number three. Number four is movement. So I know, you know, especially in the new year, we're all trying to work out, <laughs> trying to get those, those bodies going, trying to be healthy. But movement is so important. Again, getting out of your mind and into your body, both from like a physical place of, you know, trying to be your most fit self, but also from we're not meant to stay seated all the time. And a lot of the time we're, we're always sitting down um, in some way, shape or form. And so allowing your body to move about and to feel your body and to honor your body um, also gets you into a place of feeling good again. And lastly is mastery. So they all start with an M. So I hope that it's a little bit easier to remember. Makes it so Um, much easier. (laughs) Yeah. I like alliteration. So I try to to make everything um, work, you know, it works in a way that you can remember it. So mindset, motivation, meditation, movement, and lastly is mastery. And this mastery component is always there so that you are, constantly working on the next best version that you are here to be, right? So how do we stay in our purpose? How do we allow ourselves to continue to expand our knowledge, our skills, our ability to actually be masterful humans and what we need and what we want? And so when I think about mastery, I'm not just talking about that overarching thing that you want to master, you know, in your whole entire life, but it could be, what are you trying to master this week? What are you trying to master this month? What are you trying to master this quarter or these upcoming six months um, that you can put some energy in and that you can focus on? Because when you put these five pillars together and you're creating the activities necessary, you're filling your cup from the bottom up. Like you're actually 
doing all the things for your mind, your body, your soul, as well as your work, because work is so important to us to some degree, right? We, that's where the hustle culture has gotten us that we have to keep working ourselves into the ground and we forget about all these other aspects. But for me, the morning shift method encompasses all of these things. And if we can do a little bit of them, um, each morning, then we're, able to build more of a mental and emotional sustainability so that we are honoring ourselves and honoring all the things that we want to do. Right. Wow. Makes so much sense. So let me ask you this, because I know there's going to be somebody out there, myself included, that's wondering, does the morning shift method, is it more highly recommended to do in the mornings or for those that can't do it in the morning (laughs) (laughs) or have to shift their mindset, let me put it that way, to start implementing a morning routine. What do you say about evening routines? I mean, evening routines are also really effective too, right? And so it really just depends on A, the season of your life Mm -hmm. and the the schedule of your life. Um, I'm an advocate for mornings because again, you're setting the tone to your day, right? So how you start your day really does matter. Um, If you're able to do it in the the evening or at night and that has a ripple effect Mm -hmm. of once you wake up from sleep and you start off in a positive place, then awesome. Go ahead and do that. But I think it's more important for you to create a practice for yourself, no matter what time of day it is. So I'm going to continue to advocate for mornings just because of how you start. Mm -hmm. But even if that means taking a moment to check in with yourself and acknowledge yourself and ask yourself, what is it that I need today? What is it that I need right now so that I feel whole, so that I feel confident, so that I feel good within myself, within my mind? And let me do that. Let me do that right now. Or let me find a way to do that some at some point throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to have a full-blown practice in the evening or at night or you want to do both, the more the merrier. I think it's just really about um, prioritizing that time and that space and not saying that you don't have time because we all have time. I yeah. want you to check that that uh, iPhone at the end of the day yeah. where it tells you how <laughs> how much you've been um, on the internet, yes. how much you've been scrolling all the screen time. Yes. And if you got more than three hours on there, I'm going to tell you, you got some time on your hands. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. So now I will say this. My mom is going to love this episode. And here is why. She's been telling me for the longest that I need to and start implementing waking up a little bit earlier in the mornings and not just waking up and getting out of the door, you know, last minute. So because I work a nine to five and my son has to be to school super early in the mornings, that has kind of forced me to have to wake up early. So now I am, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at waking up early and not just, you know, taking him to school and that be it. I am now realizing the importance of just taking, even if it's just 20 minutes before the crazy day starts. And as of the new year, I actually started implementing just confessions and positive thinking and things that I think we kind of take for granted and things that I feel like maybe a lot of times we don't really pay too much attention to. So for example, you know, I work a nine to five and Things on my job can get pretty stressful. And I realized that instead of speaking positivity into my day, I was thinking things like, oh gosh, I really hope that this doesn't happen today. Or, oh gosh, I'm not looking forward to this. 
And in the last three weeks or so, instead of having those dots or when I feel like those dots are coming about, I'll just think things like, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to be a solution. I'm not going to be a problem. I am going to have solutions to every challenge that may come my way on today. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to walk in integrity. And I kid you not, my week has been go- my weeks have been going so much better. Even though there's still challenges, I feel like my mindset has shifted and it has helped me to overcome challenges as well. So I think even though, you know, when you think about morning, you're like, you know, some people cringe about morning routines. I definitely agree with you that a morning routine or at least starting to do some type of morning routine is very important um, for everything. Patience with your child, patience on your job, having a mindset to grow your business, whatever it is you're working on. I do agree with you, Tiffany, that having some type of morning routine is very, very important. Yeah. You know, a part of this conversation that I've been having a lot lately as, you know, I, in the fall, I decided to turn, um, cause I had a course called the morning. So it went from live streams called the morning shift to a course called the morning shift okay. to a membership called the morning shift mastermind. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm like really passionate about <laughs> creating. It's, it's, it's more than the morning routine. It's really the practice to allow yourself to do the mental and emotional and physical work that is so necessary and being neglected. Mm-hmm. And to me, it always comes back to clarity, right? So clarity is is basically my aim in everything that I do. And the clarity of self really comes from when we prioritize that space. Also, when we take, when we're constantly taking some level of action, mm-hmm. but it to have 360 clarity. Right. Right. Not just business clarity or work clarity, but like actual 360 clarity of who you are and how you want to show up in the world and how you want to exist. I think it's important for us to to do that work whenever we can do that work. And I say that, you know, personal growth isn't just personal. It's collective. Mm. So we are constantly having some type of ripple effect when we show up in the world, whether it's intentional or not, we all have, um, we're all impacting someone or something just by being alive, just by breathing, just by showing up, just by going to work, just by saying hello or not saying hello, just by yelling at someone or not yelling at someone. We don't know to what extent our showing up does for the lives of those that we encounter every single day. And when I'm giving different talks and speeches, I tend to share like the example of, you know, when, when you start your day off on a bad note, like let's say you're at work and someone's having a bad, you know, they're having a bad day or a bad morning and they say something really rude to you and you were having an okay day, but now you're, you're feeling some type of way (laughs) and you're like, well, what's wrong with them? And now you kind of have an attitude and then you call a friend and you're complaining and you're upset and you might say something that hurts that friend because you're feeling some type of way. And then now they're like, okay, now I'm mad. And then they take that out on their child, you know, and then the child goes to school and is bullying another kid because their mom or their father, you know, was mad or mean to them because of what somebody did at work. And so now you have this kid at school bullying another kid and causing harm, but never did that person originally in this story, might be five people removed at this point, know the kind of impact that they had way past their understanding, right? And so if we were to acknowledge 
that we have the ability to actually change the world, not on that like, you know, huge, I'm going to, you know, start some movement kind of change the world, but we actually are changing the world just by showing up, just by existing. I believe that's where we have to start acknowledging the importance of what I call owning, owning your shift, right? Mm -hmm. So the shift is real, but you have to also own it, like own who you are, own your energy, own your ability to create not only positive change within yourself, but have a ripple effect of positive change moving outward or the negative impact that you might also have, um, whether you know or acknowledge it um, or not. And so we have to understand that we are creating some level of impact and we then have to decide, well, what kind of impact do I want to have right. on the world around me? Do I want it to be positive or do I want it to be negative or do I want it to be neutral? And how does that create? Is it creating the kind of change that you want to see within yourself and that you want to see in the world around you? Right. Wow. Well, I love how you broke that down about kind of really the domino effect from just one initial interaction between two coworkers and how it affects everything after that like if you didn't understand that before I'm sure you do now because that was the perfect breakdown so Tiffany this has been amazing I definitely have a lot of homework to do and I love homework it, it gives me more things to think about and just being more intentional like you said and how I show up and I'm pretty sure the listeners are going to appreciate this as well because I see it as being proactive and not reactive to burnout as we embark on a new journey this year in whatever it is in your personal life, in your professional life, I do think that the tips that you shared today are going to be super beneficial. So thank you so much for spending some time with me. We can't go this long without catching up again, for sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So can you tell the listeners how they can learn more about the morning shift and how they can connect with you after today's episode? Yes. And so if you want to learn everything about the morning shift, it's themorningshift.co. Um, and that's the website. And if you do forward slash programs, you can see all the offerings that are available for you. We have a course, we have a monthly membership that supports the course. Um, and the extent that you can actually do your morning practice with me, um, every Monday, I support my members by having our morning practice in community. So that's something that's actually really special because I think a lot of us, believe that our morning routines have to just be solo by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you branch it out and you are able to think, grow and expand in community, I think we grow exponentially. Um, so that's something that we offer as well as a retreat that will actually be launching uh, relatively soon for this fall that I'm really, really excited about. And so it just really is pick your adventure, um, depending on what you need and where you are. But yeah, themorningshift.co, and you can find us on Instagram, themorningshift.co, and you can find me personally at basically everything live at Tiffany. So still live at Tiffany.com and at live with Tiffany on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else. Awesome. <laughs> <for> that. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I'm definitely going to stay tuned for the retreat because that sounds like something that I need to be at for sure. So I'm definitely going to plug into that as well. So you guys connect with Tiffany. She's awesome. She's definitely one of those individuals that I believe 
No matter what you do, no matter where you are, you can benefit and learn and grow with her. Uh, she's just that type of person. So again, thank you, Tiffany. Uh, you guys, don't forget to connect with her. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share this episode with a friend. This is this episode, she dropped a lot of gems, and I, I believe that they are going to help us all have a more productive and a more intentional year. Do you have any last words that you want to share with us before we log off? I say just check in. That's, that's my message of the year. Check in with yourself and really say, what do I need today? And then go do that. Love it. Thank you so much.